You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on Facebook. It is another beautiful morning, another beautiful day in which the Lord has made. So I want to challenge you to rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. You be the difference you want to see in the world today. We've got a great show lined up for you. Of course, uh, our standing... uh, Appointment with Mr. Hank South 247 Sports at Hank South 247 Sports is up in the uh, kickoff of the second half in the third quarter. Uh, we'll find out from him what's happening with Bama on the recruiting trail. Nick Saban spoke to the media on yesterday, so we'll get some of his thoughts and comments here in just a few moments. Uh, we're asking him what's his biggest question uh, Is Christian Barmore? Uh, headed toward being the disappointment for this season or is it the injury uh, or are there other things going on with him where would he be and of course if you've been watching the NFL and you've seen the follow-up uh, the coaches aren't necessarily on the mask train uh, several coaches getting fined six-figure uh, amounts uh, for not wearing masks will Nick Saban Wear a mask to to mask or not to mask? That is the question uh, that we're asking uh, Coach Nick Saban. So we'll have that. Also, we'll continue with our score prediction contest. If you want to win some Martin Houston swag, make sure you get your score prediction in. And the winner uh, will be the person with the closest uh, combined score, as well as the total yards, Najee Harris, if you... Uh, if we have a tie, uh, it's going to be Najee Harris rushing yards. Had a question I asked you on yesterday. Um, uh, still looking to get an answer to that. If you were the OC for the day, what would be the first play you would run? If you were calling the play, you're now Sark. You've, you're looking across that line and you're looking at all of that talent what would be the first play you would run? Would you would you start off with a Najee Harris uh, handoff up the middle, a Najee Harris off the edge, uh, Jalen Waddle on a speed sweep, maybe uh, Devontae Smith? Do you go for the juggler? Do you let Mac Jones know the Tua era 
is over and we are moving on and, and you come out and build him confidence. All of that is up for questions. We can talk about key matchups. We can get to that today and tomorrow. Uh, yesterday I had a little fun talking about the ugliest part of the game. Uh, and we talked about the officials potentially uh, being an ugly part of the game, turnover, special teams, etc. But Joe, what a, what did you take away? What was your biggest takeaway from uh, Nick Saban's conversation yesterday? Uh, anything jump out at you from what he had to say? Not make you have questions or concerns about whether Alabama wins the game, uh, but potentially for um, this season. Um, I think that uh... – I think my biggest takeaway had to be dealing with uh, how he responded to Christian Barmore. He was asked kind of if he if he was going to play or not, and he said, oh, I can't decide yet. And, and so it's, it's interesting. I, I'm not sure if he's covering for an, a, a knee ailment or if uh, there's something else going on there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, let's see if we him, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about that because I think you and I are kind of, you know, not not being negative, but, uh, you know, when I hear stuff, I, I tend to try to flip and see both sides and multiple angles of what's being said. But here's Coach Nick Saban when he was asked about Chris Barmore's progress in him playing this Saturday. Uh, I can't really decide, uh, say right now. Um, you know, he's done a little more each day. Uh, I think, you know, when you have an injury like this, uh, sometimes the more you do it, it creates a little soreness, and then you have to back off a little bit. Then you can do a little bit more the next day. Uh, so um, he's he's worked every day, you know, this week, and he's made progress. And we're encouraged by you know the progress that he makes. Uh, I think he gets a little frustrated because he wants to be a hundred percent. But you know, players have to learn that when they come back from injuries, uh, you have to be able to give a hundred percent of whatever you have. You know, if you're 70% and you can give 100% of 70%, that's how you get to 75, 80, 85, 90, and that's how you get back to 100%. Uh, but you can't get frustrated just because you're, you're, you're not 100% the first day you hit the field. Uh, but you have to learn how to give 100% of 70%, right, so that you can get back to 100% uh, as quickly as possible. That's Coach Nick Saban, and, and the only reason I questioned was it just injury-based, Joe, was he said, I can't – I don't know. I can't decide. I can't – and then, Yeah, and it and feels like he corrected in, himself. Huh? And it feels like Saban was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that I'm correcting myself. Yeah, that that right. So you and I both picked up on the same thing. It was the way he started off the answer. If you don't hear the first part of the answer, it sounds like it's just strictly based on injury. But it sounded like there may be some – as he kept going, it seemed like he would get more frustrated with uh, Christian's approach <laughs> to things. And I think that's part of, uh, Joe, that has been, you know, Christian's problem or challenge uh, with playing is he, he's an all-or-nothing type of guy. Um, you know, it, it, whatever he knows, he just goes out there and does it. And one of the things as a coach – uh, you always try to teach, and, and I'm sure you're teaching these young interns. I mean, if, if you make a mistake, make it full speed. Just, I mean, if you do something on the air wrong, at least be trying to be passionate about it and do a good job. Don't don't halfway do your job and then make a mistake, right? 
Oh yeah, I so, mean you got you got to go out there full speed. If 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 he's uh, if Barmore is kind of holding back because he thinks he's hurt or something, that that that's only going to hurt himself and the team. Right, and that's what it sounded like Nick Saban was saying there. So uh, I just thought that was interesting <laughs> with the way he started the question, the answer. Then he went into this whole you know detail thing about um, what's happening with. Um, with with him with him in terms of the injury, I'm hoping the kids uh, ready to play uh, by Saturday. Uh, I think that would be one of the big disappointments because I think he's one of the more anticipated players uh, that the Alabama fans, especially those who are looking for the defense to be better. I think he's one of the more anticipated players that the Alabama fans are looking to see what he brings to the table. Um, Joe, have you had a chance to think about if you were calling a play, what would be your first play? I'd probably do a little inside zone with uh, with, with Najee Harris, line up in the shotgun, and probably just inside you, zone it. You 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 line up and just say, "Hey, listen, we're going to show you who we are. You, we're going to big boy you guys all day, and we're going to start off with that." Feels like a nice and safe play where you got to, you know, we're getting three yards, and we might get ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Curtis Lewis, I think this is an interesting approach. Curtis Lewis said, uh, Najee on a wheel route right off the bat. Uh, and uh, what's his name? C.J. Watson. And I, 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 don't, I didn't write it down specifically, but yesterday his was like a uh, fake to, to Najee, fake reverse pass with a deep ball to Devontae Smith. So he was going to have them, he was going to have their heads on a swivel on play one right off the bat and going to deep. And I'm sure I probably butchered that play, but man, if I was calling it, um, I probably, I, I probably would involve Najee. And the question I had was, would I, uh, I would either do something similar to what you just said is, uh, I'd either put confidence in Najee, Mac and Devontae those three would be involved in the first play. Uh, if I if I decided it was a pass play based on the numbers, Joe, uh, if it was a, a um, I came out and I felt like we had numbers, I'd have Mac have the ability to go with a, a play action pass, faking the inside zone you just referenced to Najee, uh, and and go deep to Devontae Smith over the top, uh, showing Mac Jones that we have confidence in him. Uh, as a quarterback uh, and, and getting Devontae Smith uh, involved right off the bat. Uh, if they came out and we, they had the box uh, with, you know, six, six or seven only in the box and they're spread out to play more pass, then I would probably follow suit with exactly what you just said. Uh, that, that would be my kind of my, we used to call it check with me. Uh, they call them RPOs and et cetera now, but that's where I would go with that. So if you want to get in on the conversation uh, as one of the listeners or viewers of the Martin Houston show, you can call us on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Taco Casa quality, taste, and value under the biggest cactus in town. Or you can post your thoughts uh on facebook and facebook live the martin houston show uh and you can also get your score prediction in we're looking forward to talking with you this morning coming back on the other side we're going to continue this alabama versus missouri conversation once again inviting you to be a part of the program get your scores in 
Let me know if you're the OC for the day, what would be your play? More conversation right here on your home for Alabama sports up next. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have a two-vehicle wreck involving an overturned truck on Lurley northbound blocking the left lane. This is at the entrance to the bridge, so you can expect delays. Everything else looks good, but if you see conditions, give us a call. It's the Fall Saving Spectacular, and it's going on right now at Townsend Nissan. You'll get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. A cloudy sky with widespread rain today. Maybe a few strong thunderstorms around here this afternoon in the high 76. For tonight, cloudy with rain ending the low 65. Tomorrow, partially sunny and more humid. Just a small chance of a shower. The high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. I think, you know, this is the kind of, you know, mask that I wear. And um, it, is, it is a little bit difficult, you know, to speak, you know, with this kind of mask. Uh, I may do a little research in the next couple of days and see if there, you know, is something better to do. I think especially when you're, you know, talking to somebody from a distance, it's kind of natural to want to pull it down. And so you can, you know, not yell at them, but yell to them whatever it is, you're, the point you're trying to make. So... Uh, I think it will be a challenge, uh, but I also think it's important, you know, for everybody to respect what we're trying to do so that we can play safely. It's all right. That's Coach Nick Saban talking about to wear the mask or not wear the mask. Uh, Joe, it is different. I mean, especially if you're a slightly intense coach uh, like Coach Saban. I love the fact that he said, um... It's, it's not won't be to yell at them. It'll be to yell to them. Yeah, right, Coach. Uh, the fun part, uh, Joe, is it's not the start of the game. You know, you, at the start of the game, when you go out there, man, you're like, okay, everybody's watching. I need to put my mask on. It's the first time you pull it down because you're yelling and the person can't hear you uh, out there and and, and from a distance, it's not clear, and everybody else is screaming. So, so it, 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 it's a, it's a little difficult. And we saw that the NFL, you know, uh, these guys were taking one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar fines at the NFL level uh, not to wear a mask. And I'm assuming that's that'll be a per game fine. That lets you know how difficult it can be to wear these masks. And and the question I have is, if they're not wearing it, they're well, it's probably been pretty tough to wear it all uh, off season uh, and during camp, but uh, it's 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 not easy to coach with a mask on. So I I sympathize with those guys that that are struggling with with that. Um, I'm just glad I don't get hit uh, with uh, 
uh, a huge fine for failing to do so. And for all of you out there who are high and mighty and, and assume, I can tell you there, there have been times, Joe, where I was on the sideline and I just forgot. I mean, I had it on. Um, I took it down to, to drink some water or I took it down to say something because the player couldn't hear me. Just forgot to put it back on. And, and the next thing you know, you look around and you see someone else with theirs on and you go, crap. You know, and if somebody were to take a picture at that moment or put the camera on me at that moment, it may look like I'm being rebellious, but that would not be the case. Anyway, we got a couple guys uh, that, that called in uh, this morning. We want to go ahead and get them in on the conversation uh, as well. Uh, so first up is Pat. Pat, you're on with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. Uh, first thing I would do would be play action pass and go for the jugular. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, but I, but I, I had Waddle and uh, Smith. But, uh, hey, and, I mean, Hey, even John Meshi, hey, it's uh, incredible. And, you and go all streak? You go all streak where you send everybody deep? Just Hey, hey well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send three of them deep. <laughs> all right. That, that, hey, that would pretty hey, much be three, hey, three wide receivers. That'd be an all streak. <laughs> Do what now? I said that'd be an all streak. Just, just everybody just go straight down the field wide open. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we got speed to burn. Oh, but hey, my question is about is Coach Saban made a statement about talking about the quarterbacks, about the uh, they had high percentages in the uh, scrimmage, and that oh they both played extremely well, oh uh, and that they played extremely well in certain situations and made it, and made explosive plays. Is he talking about how good our offense is or how bad our defensive backs are? That's I, I, what's I, worrying the crap out of me. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think it can be both, Pat. Uh, I think that uh, you can have good wide receiver play and plays be made, uh, but that necessarily doesn't mean that the defense is bad. Now, it could mean that uh, – but from from what he said uh, a, a press conference or two ago, uh, he really gave high praise to the offense uh, and, and said the defense played good. He simply said that defense has to work on communication. And to me, I don't think it's communication from the sideline. I think it's uh, they have to get – when you start running, like see like an all-street pat, if the other team has talented DBs, that's an easy cover if they don't take a bite on the fake because the routes are just straight down the field and you're just trying to beat the man down the field. And so if they don't bite on the play action or anything like that, then it's just going to be the best athlete. But when you start yeah. running, you know, uh, stopping goes and hook and goes and you start running crossing patterns and switch patterns and, and, and all of that, then those DBs have to figure out how they're going to play it. Uh, they they yep. can't just you know they have to figure out if if, if two receivers cross uh, do do we switch um, do do I do I trail that guy and if I do do I go over the top or do I go underneath uh, just like playing basketball I, I've said that a couple times on this show uh, and and young DBs man you, you learn that about each other do you remember the play when we were playing Tennessee. Do you remember Trayvon Diggs' interception against Tennessee? Yeah. 
well, if you go back and look at that play, Trayvon's receiver goes across the field to the left. Trayvon sees the, the running back or the other receiver coming out, and the quarterback thinks he's going to be open because Trayvon is trailing the receiver. Okay? But he catches that guy, and then he bails out and, uh, and, and picks that ball off. And, of course, you know, we know the result of that particular play. And, and young DBs, they may not see that guy come into their area late and just chase that other receiver all the way across the field, not recognizing what they're trying to do against them. Okay. So I would well, give it more to one the, more thing uh, I'll give it more to uh, the quarterbacks than and, and yeah. the wide receivers being really, really good than our defensive backs just being bad. Okay. Real and quick, I got a couple of calls. Be that the running backs are so good that these linebackers and stuff and all, and then and even your safety's having to come up some in order to uh, worry about these running backs and that uh, and they're hitting these wide receivers uh, just over the top. Yeah. All you right. know. Okay, right, anyway, that, hey, uh, hey, I'll call back for Hank. I got questions for Hank. All right, that, have be a fine. Best day. All right Thank thanks, you. Matt. All right, let's go to uh, John and Lake Martin. John, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, sir. Listen, there is a reason why I am not an offensive coordinator, but – I do enjoy watching some of those wide receiver reverses. And, man, with the speed we got, and we got, correct me if I'm wrong, did I hear somebody say we're averaging over 330 pounds on the O-line? There was there was a thing that came out that said our offensive line averages 334. I don't know if that's true or not. But with Devontae Brown uh, well over that, uh, or, or that mark, yeah, uh, Evan Neal, who's not a – fat guy at all he he was i don't know what he's sitting at now but he was over the 340 point landon dickerson uh sounds like he's beefed up a little bit uh the only guy that would be bringing that down ironically is when you look at our offensive line as you look at leatherwood and he's just a you know slim 6'6 320 pounds so he needs to get on a food table i'm just kidding that is amazing. But, you know, they could hold them out. I'd love to see uh, the speed on the reverse like that. But here's what concerned me last year, and I don't know if anybody else pick, or if you picked up on it, but it just looked to me like the tackling on our defense was a little sloppy. It, it wasn't a little sloppy. It was just uh, poorly executed. That, that, that wasn't – uh, we had a couple guys that were afraid to tackle, in my opinion. Uh, okay. And and um and but our tackling was extremely poor last year, uh, John. Uh, really, really bad. And 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 that could be an issue potentially this year. I don't know. Did you see the Navy coach? Um, yes, Nehemiah. Oh, I love him. Yeah, but did you see? Did you see how bad they got beat that first game? They wouldn't tackle. They didn't know how to tackle. Yeah. And he said that, hey, we didn't hit all. We didn't go contact all um, summer. Uh, and I just wonder how many coaches took that approach. I'm willing to bet uh, that Alabama had plenty of tackling uh, this offseason. Uh, and, and, but you will, I believe you will see a lot of teams because of the fear, John, of this virus. Yeah. I, I think you're going to see a lot of coaches who did not um take a lot of physical contact and tackling is one of those things 
that you can't just do because you want to. It is a right. fundamental skill. There is a there's a way to tackle. There's a way, especially now uh, with all of the restrictions around you know targeting and all of that. It's almost like a strike zone. You and I can throw the yeah. ball to to the catcher, right? Um, yeah. But if if we want it to be a strike, there's only a certain area we can hit uh, for it to be a, considered a good pitch. Uh, well, it's the same way in tackling. Now, if you if you're not careful, if you go too high, you're going to get a penalty. If you go too low, uh, good athletes are going to step over you. So, uh, so it's a really really small window. And if you're not practicing that, wrapping up and finishing, uh, and then on top of that, defensive players are fearful of coming in a little late because they don't want to get penalties for, you know, targeting, it, it makes it really tough. So uh, I you, you, put all you that nailed in it. There, but you're right. The new, the new rules have really stifled them. Yep. And we, we struggled with it. And it wasn't just last year. I think we've, we've been kind of suspect on our tackling the last couple of years. You got anything yeah. else for us, John? I just want to let you know I'm enjoying the talks on King David on Wednesday, buddy. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. All right. Let's get to Ellis before we get to the break. Uh, Ellis, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Uh, Christian Barmore. What's up? I'm, uh, I'm the president of his fan club. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people fighting for that position, but uh, hopefully he won't be. Because- I just talk highly of him because of the way he played, you know, last year, you know. Uh, I, and I just thought, you know, this year was going to be the year, you know. So Don't, don't give up. Don't give up yet. Don't, don't, don't advocate the throne yet. I hope not. I hope it's all, everything's all right. You know, I want to see the young man do good because he's got potential. You know. Well, I mean, he's, he's already, good. Ellis, uh, rated as one of the top players, uh, Coming out, uh, some people have him as the number two, uh, number two overall defensive tackle already in the draft, and sort of in that same way, Quentin Williams. Uh, so hopefully he'll he'll have a Quentin Williams type season. I just I just I wonder. I don't think it was anything from a health stand. I think he'll be fine to help. It sounded like Nick Saban was frustrated and with his effort. Meaning he wants to be healthy, but instead of doing what he's supposed to do at the level he's able to do it at, he's just not doing anything because he's not 100%. Because Nick Saban kept saying, hey, if you're 70%, give 100% at 70%, then you get better. He didn't say go out and give 100% of what your normal talent is when you're injured. But if you're at 70%, give me what 70% is. Don't give me you know, 80% of your 70% or 60% of your 70% because you're not going to get better. And it sounds like there's some frustration on coach's part with his effort and his intensity right now in terms of getting back to 100%. Well, let's hope that's what it is because, like I said, you know, uh, I enjoyed that watching that young man play last year. Uh, yeah, we all we did. did. So hopefully we're going to get to see him a little bit more this year. Uh, All right. I want to see the, the play. I want to see first thing I want to see is Matt Jones take about three steps back, and Devontae Smith this disappear from the the defensive back that's trying to chase him down. And I mean, he just grabs the ball and just in the end zone. 
right. Hopefully we're going to get to see that. Maybe the first play, but definitely get to see that several times throughout the day against Missouri. Thanks, uh, Ellis. Appreciate your call, man. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right, come back on the other side. We're going to catch up with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. We've got several people giving their scores as well as their first play of the game. We'll get to those in the fourth quarter. If you want to get your score prediction in, you can do that by posting on Martin Houston Facebook or you can call us back at 205-342-9904. Talk with Hank South about recruiting or give us your score prediction in the fourth quarter. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Thanks to the great folks over at Southmark Design, southmarkdesign.com. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we have a two-vehicle wreck involving an overturned truck on Lurley northbound blocking the left lane. This is at the entrance to the bridge, so you can expect delays. Everything else looks good, but if you see conditions, give us a call. It's the Fall Saving Spectacular, and it's going on right now at Towns of Nissan. You'll get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. It's now time for our weekly catch-up with Bama Online Recruiting Guru, Mr. Hank South. We'll be bring him in in just a moment. I want to encourage you, hey, if you're looking for a great program to sponsor and promote, uh, your business, then you need to give us a call at 
the Martin Houston Show, send me an email, martin at martinhouston.org, martin at martinhouston.org, and I can share with you a great, efficient, and effective, and low-cost way uh, to promote and grow your business with the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. All right, it's now time for us to bring in Hank South. Hank, welcome into the Martin Houston Show. How are you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Martin. I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Hey, uh, give us an update of what was going on around the recruiting world, man. I mean, we, we, we hadn't had a recruit in, in a couple weeks. What's going on, Hank? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of all been overshadowed by uh, you know, SEC football finally being back, depth chart release, <laughs> um, you know, all that. So there hasn't been a, a, a ton of recruiting news of late. Um, you know, Bama obviously is, is sitting with 21 commitments, so only a handful of spots left. Um, but Bama's been holding steady at the number one number one spot in the uh, in the recruiting rankings, um, and you know it look, looks like they have a, a pretty good shot. You know, especially with the remaining targets they have to uh, you know to strengthen that lead um, as we as we get near the early signing period. You know, assuming there's going to be an early signing period, who knows? Uh, <laughs> so kind of just taking it as it comes and just you know, seeing how this is all going to unfold. Well, um, I, I have to give you kudos every time I, I hear this guy. You're the first person I think of. Um, the depth chart came out, and Will Anderson, uh, you're two guys you were high on, but Will Anderson especially, as well as Drew Sanders, they both end up one and two on the jack uh, at the jack position on the depth chart. Um, kudos to you for calling out Will Anderson, man. What a player! It seems like he's steady getting better how much of that Hank do you attribute to the fact that 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 this kid was uh I think if you told me last year he had not camped a lot before his senior year uh and then once you guys saw him he just confirmed and then blew away what you all thought yeah you know I mean I, I think you know they, they, our, our rankings guys saw him in a few settings you know outside of uh outside of his actual football season but uh, so you know there was a lot to like. I think we I think we had him as like number seventy in the country um, prior to um, the, the final rankings update after his uh, you know before his senior season and the All American Bowl performances were kind of taken more into consideration. Uh, I think he was number seventy, but I mean you, you you turn on his senior tape and it's like you know no brainer top ten recruit play right there. And then you know seeing him in person again right before he left for Alabama at the All American Bowl. Uh, you know, I forgot exactly what he checked in at there, but I mean, every day at practice and then in the game, you know, he was just unblockable. Um, right. You know, going up against the best, the best um, offensive lineman in the country at the All American Bowl. So, um, you know, the, the senior film really, you know, opened not more eyes, I think. But then, you know, when, when our rankings guys actually saw him in person um, at the All American Bowl, saw what he did during practice during the game. Um, I, I don't think there was any question in anyone's minds that, you know, he, he was a, a top player in the country and, and he moved up to number five overall in the uh, in the nation. So definitely a, a well-deserved honor on him, uh, for him. And, you know, I, I don't think there's a huge surprise from my my viewpoint or anyone, you know, covers, um, you know, on 24-7 sports or them online, their viewpoint that, that he's doing so well at this point. Uh, I'm going to let you think about this answer. Uh, and, and we'll get to Pat, but 
is there potentially a Will Anderson being recruited in this class? Cause to, because to me, there's a lot of guys who who could have made moves this summer, potentially even as happens with camps and things like that. And and you really hadn't got that opportunity to see them in camp. Uh, we're gonna have some senior film, so I want you. I want to give you a chance to think about: Is there a potential Will Anderson uh, type of player that we could see skyrocket up the the recruiting board uh, that that Alabama already has, or potentially recruiting? Uh, but let's go to Pat. Pat, you're in with Hank South, two four seven Sports Bama Online Recruiting and Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, fellas. Uh, first off, Hank, I got I do have two questions real quick. Oh. Uh, Sage Ryan and Arnold, uh, both are both of them uh, hybrid types that can play corner or safety. And uh, which one do you think we have the best chance? And will we get one of the two? Yeah, you know, uh, I think both could. You know, Sage Ryan is recruited more exclusively um, as a safety. Um, I, I, you know, I absolutely think he could probably play corner too. Um, he can play most positions, but. Um, Perry and Arnold is a guy that I think is being looked at more as, you know, plug him in anywhere in the secondary. He can do it. Um, but as far as chances uh, with either, you know, it, it's funny, you know, everyone thinks that Ryan is just a lock to LSU. You know, I, I think he's probably going to LSU. Uh, you know, he has the ties to the program. His his cousins, uh, Kevin Falk, um, he, has, he has a few ties, um, pretty strong ties to the actual program and obviously is in Lafayette. So, you know, in the state too. So I think everything's pointing to LSU, but, you know, he, he talking to him um, the other day, you know, he was like, I, it, he's like, everyone just thinks I'm going to LSU. He's like, it makes the recruiting process more fun because, you know, I'm going to go where I'm most comfortable. And he has Alabama in his top three. It's Bama, Clemson, and LSU. So, uh, you know, he hasn't committed to LSU yet. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a glimmer of hope, I guess. But, um, you know, I think LSU has an edge. I think the better shot is with Perry and Arnold at this point. Um, and a lot of people think, you know, it, it, you know, Georgia, Florida had a better chance for him at this point. But, uh, you know, he, he's he's enamored by Alabama. He's, he's very high on the program. He's been to campus twice already. Um, you know, he, he, he's very close to Charles Kelly, um, South and Ferry, and, and Nick Saban. You know, they're, they're recruiting him real hard. You know, he, he's recognizing that. So it's going to be a recruitment that goes all the way to signing day, I think. Um, you know, but I, I think right now, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, those are kind of the three main teams at play, um, and, you know, I think Bennett has, has a pretty good shot at him, uh, more so than Sage Ryan, at least. All right, and, and, and real real quickly, on, uh, with Coach Saban being the best closer of all time, that and he's going to get another shot with Mims coming back to campus. Hey, he's, he's, Coach Saban's a closer. That, uh, is he going to be able to get to close Mims and make this the greatest Offensive line on paper of all time. Uh, you yeah, know, Bama is still in it, um, and yeah, like we reported this week, you know, he's going to be back on campus. He's going to visit all his favorite schools. He says at least one more time. You know, obviously this, this dead period visits where they're on campus, but not supposed to meet with coaches. So um, as far as you know, the staff's ability to close is not going to be able to be in person. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think he's given any indication that he's not fully still considering Alabama. Um, you know, he, he's spoken highly of Bama. Um, you know, he's had a longstanding relationship with South and Terry, Kyle Flood. Um, so he, he's definitely considering the, the, the program. 
Um, I, I still lean towards, you know, if it's not Georgia, I, I think, you know, I think Tennessee maybe have the best shot past Georgia. Um, but I think that's also, you know, because of the, the talent members amassed in the, in the class already. Not saying he's, you know, shying away from competition, but I, I think he's looking for a place where it's, a, it's, and he even said it, he's looking for a place, you know, for, for clear immediate playing time. Um, but at the same time, you know, he hasn't knocked off Bama yet. So a guy we're watching, but I don't, I don't think it's going to end up going Bama's way, but not anybody we're writing off yet. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Hey, thank you, Hank. Y'all have a great day. Bye bye. No problem. Too. Thanks, Pat. Hank, back to that question uh, that I was asking you preliminary while, um, give you a little time to think about it of the yeah. 21 recruits that Alabama currently has or guys that you think. Alabama may land. Uh, do you see th- that uh, the potential uh, for one of these guys to be a Will Anderson type of player that you know didn't necessarily camp a lot, but may get a chance to high school film? And and I guess the question is, are we going to have all these All Star games uh, if we have a season? Uh, uh, guys are still getting invited to those, I think. So, uh, anybody yeah. got a chance to do that? Uh, two guys come to mind that I was thinking about. I, I think one that's kind of most similar or kind of, uh, you know, a similar scenario to Will Anderson, Deontay Lawson of Mobile Christian. Um, he's not a guy that I can think of that's camped too much, um, but he just puts it all on tape. Um, you know, his junior season was insane. His senior season is on pace to be more insane um, as far as just, I mean, the, the talent is just unquestionably there. Um, just racking up stats, um, doing things on both sides of the ball at a very high level. Um, and then he's going to have a chance to, um, similar to Will Anderson, be at the All-American Bowl if, you know, that happens, uh, if those games go on as planned, which I, I believe they are at this point, um, and, and, you know, put it on the field there. So um, 24-7 sports, you know, so he's a guy, and, and another kind of similar to Will Anderson. He's highly ranked. Um, you know, the composite has him as 103 in the country. We actually have him as 41 in the country. So he's right there on our rankings as kind of the, on the, on the, you know, cusp of, of that five star status. Um, so I think, you know, if, if he continues at the pace he's at right now, I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me, but I think he, he has almost like 60 tackles already. He has like four rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, he's all over the field. He's been playing really well for, for Mobile Christian. I think he's a guy that could, that could certainly put, um, you know, his name in the hat to, to, to move up, make a, a significant jump. And another guy that, you know, he's not, probably going to get a chance to or he's not going to get a chance to you know have a senior season but a guy that you know looking at on film um that's really um impressed monkel goodwine and he's not the same position as, as will anderson obviously um but um a guy that has you know not been a huge camp guy that we've seen in camp you know i think he's done some some rivals camps maybe um but a guy that we've seen in person much um he, he's already made a jump you know he had some junior film that came out over the summer um, and, and, you know, he, he's just, you know, a really impressive prospect, um, a guy that can, you know, move around in, in multiple fronts um, and, and kind of be versatile in different schemes. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think he's you know, he's not going to have a chance because Maryland's not having high school football. He's not going to have a chance at a senior season. And I'm, I don't think he's in an All-American game, but the film he has alone as a junior, um, I, I think has, it did enough to move him up in our rankings. And, and you know, I, I think he's uh, – I think he's in five-star range and another services ranking. So a guy that a lot of people think highly of. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that definitely you, you get on campus, as you just said, 
uh, could really jump up the board. I, I can tell you, uh, Hank, uh, helping coach uh, at Northridge High School, uh, sometimes you get to see some of these guys on film. And with Deontay Lawson, uh, we went back and looked at um, his playoff game against Gordo, uh, the team we're playing this week. Uh, he, he, he looks like a grown man playing with kids. Uh, he, he is... He, he, I mean, he, he, I don't know how big he is, uh, but he looks to play bigger than, than his, uh, even than his measurements. And this mm-hmm. year they're using him even more in the wildcat. So, right. uh, he, 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 that shows you, you know, his athletic ability. Uh, uh, I think the kid could probably be, if he was playing H back, he could be a top, uh, H back in the country just with his size and athletic ability, a tight end even. But uh, he was he was one of the guys I was wondering uh, if he's grown any from his junior year to this year. He's definitely a special player. Uh, let me switch gears on you for just a second to another sport before I let you go. Uh, I know basketball is you know is, is quickly approaching. Uh, anything happening uh, in the recruiting world with, with basketball as they're they're, they're appearing to that they're going to be able to have their season now? Yeah, so there's actually, um, in terms of Alabama recruiting, um, there, there's some news to follow this weekend. Uh, one of the top prospects in the 2021 class, you know, we just finished uh, out the 2020 class, even into the summer, you know, with Alice Chiku um, committing in July, kind of late after that big run they went on in the spring. Um, but, you know, flipping, flipping the page to 2021, um, a, a recruit named Jusson Holt, who is a uh, 6'6", 200-pound small forward from Georgia. He's um, planning to make a commitment on Sunday, um, this upcoming Sunday, the 27th. Uh, he's down to uh, a handful of schools, um, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Miami, I think Washington, and, and Xavier um, are all the uh, are his finalists. Um, but, you know, th- this one's kind of narrowed down a little bit to uh, Alabama, Xavier, and I, I think Georgia You know, is kind of the top three. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have thought Xavier's been trending for him, and for good reason. You know, I think they had all the momentum, you know, in the summer and leading into the fall. But um, Bama's made this one pretty interesting. You know, Bama has, uh, you know, from what we've been told, Bama's had uh, Bama's in the mix for him, um, a little bit stronger than people maybe realize. Um, so it's going to be, you know, an announcement to tune in for on Sunday. I don't have the details at this point. I don't think he's decided at what time he's going to announce or how he's going to do it. Um, but a guy that, that Bama's in the mix for, in, in, you know, has a, has a good shot for to add as its first commitment in, in the in the 21 class. Oh, wow. That, that's good news for the Bama Nation. Uh, it's, it's interesting now. Alabama was getting mentioned uh, with these recruits. Now they're actually not just getting mentioned, but they're actually a part of the conversation. So uh, NATO's doing yep. a great job. Uh, Hank, tell our listeners uh, what you got coming up next and uh, what what uh, how they can get involved with uh, Bama Online Recruiting. Yeah, you know, still just study recruiting updates on, on, on my part. Um, obviously, you know, a game coming up in a couple of days, so a lot of great team coverage on uh, on Bama Online from our guys Charlie Potter, uh, Travis Ryer, and Kirk McNair. I know Travis did a whole uh, – uh, uh, 10 depth charts thought or 10 thoughts in the depth chart, which is a really good read to kind of get familiar with everything. And, and Charlie's been doing all sorts of coverage, uh, a lot of great stories on Will Anderson, Jordan battle. So it's a good time to sign up. And if you do it today, um, you can get 60% off your first year on Bama online. So uh, a good time to try it out, especially with the season starting. 
Yeah, going to be a lot of good news uh, coming up there. That's Bama Online Recruiting, Hank South 247 Sport at Hank South 247 uh, Sports. Thanks, Hank. Appreciate you, man. No problem. Thank you all. All right. All right. Let's get to break here. Come back on the other side. We'll uh, have the two-minute warning right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have a two-vehicle wreck involving an overturned truck on Blur Lee northbound blocking the left lane. This is at the entrance to the bridge, so you can expect delays. Everything else looks good, but if you see conditions, give us a call. It's the Fall Saving Spectacular, and it's going on right now at Townsend Nissan. You'll get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. There's a marginal risk for severe weather this afternoon as the remnants of what was once Tropical Storm Beta slides to the northwest of our area. There's a low-end possibility of a brief tornado, isolated damaging winds, and flooding. Alabama Democrat Senator Doug Jones criticizing his Republican opponent, Tommy Tuberville, for the U.S. Senate. The former Auburn coach was uncomfortable talking about the Voting Rights Act at a recent Birmingham Rotary Club meeting. Keep up with all the local news on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa. Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Uh, it's now time for our two-minute warning. Thanks to the great folks over at Alabama One Insurance. AlabamaOne.org. We're able to help you with all of your insurance needs as well as wealth advisory. Uh, if you're looking to get into the stock market or make some wise investments for your retirement, Alabama One has a, a wealth advisory team that can help you. Also, business loans. If you're looking to get a business loan there, you can uh, contact Alabama One and, of course, the traditional consumer loans where, with auto uh, home, um, not home, but auto, RVs, boats, etc. cetera. Uh, they can help you there. And there's actually a great promotion going on right now. Three and one, up to $250 cash back. Uh, 60 days, no pay and interest rates as low as 1.99. And then, of course, the great mortgage department, uh, Kelly Denard and her team are waiting to serve and assist you there as well. That's Alabama One, One Together, and AlabamaOneInsurance.com. All right, our two-minute warning, man. Uh, we had uh, several guys commenting and responding. We got a couple 
new score predictions. Virgil Williams saying Bama 49, Mizzou 17. Uh, he's the first person has Najee Harris getting uh, 95 yards rushing. Um, so uh, Najee not breaking 100 yards there. Also, C.J. Watson getting his score in. C.J. saying Bama 41, Mizzou 13, but Najee uh, clearing the 100-yard uh, landmark, 101. Uh, also, some thoughts on plays. I thought this was interesting. Uh, it, it shows you the diversity of play calling. Uh, Virgil Williams saying that he would uh, do a little um, play action uh, pass uh, and get that ball uh, to the tight end, uh, play action pass to the tight end. And then, of course, C.J. Watson saying he has a number two option for his play. Play action fake to Najee with a toss to Waddle and see what happens. So a uh, couple good plays there. Also, if you missed the early part of the conversation, Joe, we were talking about Najee, I mean, not Najee, but Christian Barmore and whether Saban was frustrated with them a lot. Uh, or if there's something else going on, uh, several people making comments there. Curtis Moore, the second, saying, Barmore may not be starting, but he will get plenty of playing time. It's all good. But then he comes back later and say, I heard that Pete Golden gave Barmore, all caps here, a real good rear end chewing on the account of his effort. And that's what Saban seems to have been addressing. Jim Harrison brings up a good point. Do you guys think maybe the depth chart release having Christian Barmore at two maybe took the air out of his cell? Just a thought, because early in the fall camp, all we heard was how dominant he was. So could Christian Barmore be suffering from uh, a little hit to the pride? Possibly. Uh, but if he's not healthy, why would he have him as a starter? Depth charts are not uh, stationary, stagnant. Uh piece of equipment, I mean, uh, information, they change as the week changes. And if Barmore is not the number one guy and avoid be his, then he should be number two on the depth chart for this week, not meaning that he can't get there. And, of course, C.J. Watson bringing out being number two at Alabama really doesn't mean a whole lot. Jalen, uh, I mean, uh, Josh Jacobs is showing us that you can be the number two guy your entire career and be the number one guy at the next level. We'll continue the conversation on tomorrow. It'll be the eve of kickoff 2020. So we're looking forward to that and excited about the opportunity to be back with you one more day for the Martin Houston Show before Alabama takes on the zoo. We'll take all your calls, your comments, your thoughts, and your interactions right here on the Martin Houston Show. For Joe Gaither, Pot 20.9, I'm Martin Houston saying so long. And remember this, trust in the Lord always. Learn not your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path full time. Thank you.